Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike and Mueller. Co-host Mike Mueller. And co-host Mike <laughs> Mueller. Ah, here we go. Ah, that was a long. Hmm? I was going to say, that's a great way to bring in 2017. Hoo-ah. Yes. It is. Happy 2017, Mr. Mueller. Happy 2017 to you. You know, this marks the beginning of our ninth season. Nine. Nine. I do skip the year that we took hiatus, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was. Uh, I think it was mentally necessary for me. I know you missed it terribly, and I did as well. Uh, but it's good to be back, and we've been back for about a year now. We talk about, if you're new, if you've never been on Social Media Edge Radio before, we uh, talk about, <clears throat> believe it or not, social media. But that's not all, Mike. What else do we talk about? We, we talk about any way that online or uh, marketing, uh, PR, anything like that, that would help you grow your business protect your business, uh, get you to do more business, or get you to do business better, which is kind of our topic today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we talk about technical things. We talk about artistic things. We talk about psychological things, such as the psychology of sales and the power of words and things like that. We've had some awesome guests, and I heard last week Mike actually committed us to having more guests this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had some great guests last year. And and I agree. We have 52 shows in a year, and we should have at least 48 guests. So I'm going to take that challenge, Mike Bueller, and uh, see what I can do about that. Well, and I was going to say, you here's and for those who are listening, it's really it, it, it's a painstaking thing to go out and find guests. It 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 takes a lot of time and energy and all that. If you would like to be a guest on our show, no guarantees. But follow uh, Ken on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to be asking Twitter and, and Facebook and LinkedIn if I'm going to be looking for guests as well. And so guests come into our, our, our circle two different ways. We go and find them or they find us. Right. And let me emphasize that uh, to be a guest, it helps if you have either a product or a service or a special set of skills uh, in the online marketing arena. Uh, if you go back and look at socialmediaedge.com and look at some of the guests that we've had, uh, you'll see that uh, there are some pretty big names, authors, uh, creators, uh, funders, and uh, just some great power users, maybe like you, that has a tip that's worth sharing and spending 10 or 15 minutes on the air with us. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah, that's the best way. Either tweet out to Mike or tweet out to uh, me and We'll start the uh, the process. It, it is. It's a. It's 
it takes about eight to ten hours a week, really, to uh, get this show ready to go between creating graphics, looking for topics, monitoring hot topics that we need to talk about, and then, of course, putting together the show notes. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you uh, <clears throat> take a little load off of us <laughs> by joining us as our our guest. Mike, It's uh, we, we've got some pretty cool things to talk about today. I don't know if the folks saw it in the show notes, but we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics and uh, that's actual performance, not just, uh, what do we call it, fluff. You know, great ideas. Oh, that sounds great. Well, yeah, it sounds great, but uh, where the rubber meets the road, the person that made that up probably was either selling a book or selling a seminar webinar, and they got their money, so they don't really care what happens to you after that. And, and that's kind of the brutal end of it, but yep. it's a fact. Um we work where the rubber meets the road. I have to go out and find leads every day to power my um, development business. And once I get those leads, I have to sort through them and see which ones are actually leads for, for my company. Um, it can take quite a bit of, of time. So we're going to talk a little bit about what do you do with leads after you get them? Because, Mike, we talk pretty frequently about how to get leads. I mean, wouldn't you sure. say that 60 to 80% of our shows are how to get leads? Yeah, absolutely. Sales so funnels. Sales funnels. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, how to make sure your lead actually turns into an opportunity. And I was inspired by an article, and we'll talk about that in uh, just a little bit. Got a new segment that uh, I thought we would introduce. and We've kind of done this, but not officially um, I'm going to commit us, since Mike committed us to having more guests, I'm going to commit us to every week having a uh, tool of the week tip, something mm -hmm. that either Mike or I use or recommend, uh, or it could just be something for fun. What do you think about that idea, Mike? I think, well, I hope, I, I'm going to say, I think it's a great thing. Um, I hope I can come up with, a tool of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have 101 hot social week. media tools on my website. So if I falter, I can go back and check my own website and see what's in there. So, uh, yeah, I won't put the, I won't say the joke on the air that I put in the, uh, in the show notes, but I did think about it. I'll start out, Mike. Um, I used this tool last week and let me tell how I used it first. I had a, a small client. Uh, I, I don't want to say small because to her, it's everything. This website is her business. She sells exclusively online. She doesn't have a storefront. Uh, and she, everything that she does is, is generated online. So it's big to her. Um, I did something for her that I don't normally do, and that is load a bunch of graphics into uh, her existing uh, galleries. Normally, I will code the gallery and load a couple to see if it works and move on. This just happened to be a plug-in, so there was no coding needed. And it was just kind of, uh, you know, uh, I won't call it mindless work, but it really was. But she sent me uh, roughly 60 graphics, and every one of them was about 4.5, 4.6 gigs, um, you know, large, large or megs, I'm sorry large files, 
to put on a, a, a gallery that's going to be showing on a variety of sizes. In fact, they were, they were larger than that. They were so large that they wouldn't upload through the uh, standard WordPress back in. So I thought, well, uh, there's a plugin available for for uh, uh, Photoshop that can allow me to bulk resize these, but that'll tie up my computer. So I, I remember the tool that I used in the past was an online photo resizing tool. Mm-hmm. And Mike, it was so fast. Um, of course, I've got I've got uh, uh, super fast internet here at the house, uh, sometimes running around 100 to 120. And it didn't take me very long to upload all of the files. But what was surprising was how quickly they were all ready for me to download. And basically, I went to uh, pick resize. It's P-I-C-R-E-S-I-Z-E dot com. Uploaded my files in batch. I didn't have to do it one at a time. Thank you. Uh, resized them down to 75% of the original size. So I went from about uh, between four and 6,000 pixels wide down to about uh, 1,400, 1,800 pixels wide. And literally was finished in less than about 10 minutes. So I'm, I'm going to give that one two thumbs up because it saved me and the client a tremendous amount of time. I actually didn't even charge her for that because we were doing something completely different. She just asked me if we could do that while we were in there. So I get two thumbs up on that one, Mike. Have you used that or something like that before? Well, you know, I've used something like that before. It wasn't this one because I'm on the website now, first time using it. Um, And it does have, besides resizing, it does have a couple of other options. It's got uh, things that you can do, like add a frame, uh, round the corners, that kind of thing. Um, and you can also crop too. Here's my thing, and I'm playing with it right now. These special effects, you know, for instance, um, like tilt shift or what have you, you can't see it until you click, okay, I'm done, do my picture. And you go back and you can edit it. Um, but it is it, it is great. Um, I'm looking at uh, just how fast it does the resizing thing. Um, and batch resizing is that's amazing. If it does batch resizing, mm-hmm. I end up doing batch resizing all the time. Yep. And uh, I would guess that most of our listeners need to batch resize. Uh, I'm going to make a little note because I want to come back and talk about photos on your website just for a minute today uh, and talking about naming your photos and give an example of, of that. But first I want to move on uh, from pick resize and talk about uh, your very cool tool that uh, you have for today, Mike. <laughs> well, uh, like we said at the top of the show, sometimes we talk about things that protect you. And um, this is, uh, I'm going to say uh, one of those. Uh, you heard about, and we've talked about, uh, the big hacks that happen out there in the world. Um, you know, LinkedIn got hacked, Dropbox got hacked, Adobe got hacked. Pretty much you name it, they all have been hacked. Yahoo, of course, just hugely hacked. And what happens a lot of times when these things get uh, when these things get hacked, they take all of the emails and the passwords and they'll post them on the Internet, uh, maybe not the public Internet, but like dark web stuff or what have you. But they're out there so anybody can do anything they want 
with this information. So to find out whether or not you may have been susceptible uh, if your name shows up on any one of these lists, that's the the basis of this website, and it's called uh, Have I Been, that's all regularly spelled, and then Pwned, but it isn't spelled, it's, it's spelled internet way, pwned.com. And you can put in your email address, you can put in your username, and it'll search all of these different places and say, oh, yeah, guess what? <laughs> you were. You were listed in one of those. So they got your email, they got your password, they got your whatever it was, your username, and you are shown, you know, you're susceptible, which means, hey, go change your password, hey, you know, be protected, that kind of stuff. Um, and it'll tell you exactly the sites that you're, you're shown in. So I put in one of my email addresses, and I've been pwned uh, five different places. And, of course, wow. I've changed my password since that. Um, but way back, uh, this goes, let's see, 2012, Dropbox got hacked. 2016, LinkedIn got hacked. Um, Quinn Street, which I have no idea what that is, uh, for some reason, I was up there. And, of course, Tumblr got hacked. Um, and so I'm shown in a bunch of – oh, and Adobe, too. So I'm shown in a bunch of different places, and – Yes, that's my username, or yes, that's my email address. That's what I put in there. Um, but since then, I've also changed my password, so technically I'm safe. But if you want to know if you are you know, susceptible to this, just have I been pwned. You are susceptible. You're susceptible. You're online. You are susceptible. Um, yeah. We talked last week about time to change your passwords. And I know it's a pain. It's a little bit difficult. And it, for a while, I heard people recommending it doesn't do any good to change your passwords. Well, that's utter nonsense. It, it does. If your existing password has been pwned, uh, if you've been compromised in a, in a data breach, yes, it does get, do well to uh, do you well to change your password fairly frequently, especially when you've heard that there's been a breach. Um, We've, we've talked about s several tools and several methods. If you go back and listen to some of the shows, Mike gives great examples about how to uh, come up with passwords that are strong but uh, memorable. I have another technique that I don't tell because uh, if, if I told you, then you'd know it too. But come up with one. <laughs> it's a pretty easy way to do it. Uh, great tool, Mike. I, I want to go back a little bit just for a minute before the break here and talk about uh, naming photos. I have a client who has literally thousands and thousands of photos in their WordPress website. Uh, the WordPress engine can handle it. It's not a problem. Uh, the server can handle it. There's plenty of, uh, plenty of space available on the server. There's plenty of resources. resources. Uh, but it's very difficult for them to go back and find photos. Guess what the names of their photos would be, for example, Mike? Just, just take a stab. Uh, image one, two, three, four, five. That's yeah, you one. got it. Yeah, pretty much, uh, pretty much. So what we talked about, and it's a real estate website. So what we talked about was actually naming the photo, number one, by the property they belong to, uh, and number two, possibly the agent who listed the property. 
So now it's very simple to go back and look for those photos inside of the uh, WordPress gallery. Now, you might say, well, there are plugins available to let you put uh, photos into separate folders in your gallery. But let me tell you, when you have that many photos, that plugin can't handle it. In fact, it will lock your site down. Uh, it's just too large. But there's another reason to name photos. I'm going to give Mike three seconds to uh, come up with that answer. Ready? Two, one. What's the other uh, one? <laughs> SEO. Yep. SEO. Why SEO, you might ask? I don't know. Did you ever Google image one, two, three? That's right. Exactly. And so, all of all of all of that adds to the uh, overall SEO of that particular page. Absolutely, and it particular SEO to that particular page makes up for the uh, SEO for your entire site. So we're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about leads and what to do with them. And then I'm going to tell you why I quit a particular web browser. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Yeah, make it work for you, Mike. That's what a website's supposed to do. It is supposed to. And and people spend hours and hours and hours messing with their website, and it still doesn't do anything for them. So, yeah, call Mike, call me. Uh, we both do similar things, but we actually do different things. Uh, and we share leads with one another. So that's one way we get leads. Uh, I You know, Probably my favorite way to get a lead is from a referral, from a trusted friend or trusted source. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it comes somewhat pre-qualified. They've already got a little bit of trust in you because they've been recommended to you by someone they trust. Uh, But you can still drop the ball on those. Well, yeah, you can drop the ball on pretty much anything, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, especially, you know, any any lead, we don't want to, when we when talk about these things, we don't want to drop the ball, as you say. We don't want to lose that lead. If we get a lead, they're precious. We want to keep them. 
Absolutely. And we want to keep them for a long time because sometimes it takes people a while to get to the decision point. Once they get to the decision point, it takes them a while to, you know, kind of sign the dotted line, so to speak. Uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the services I sell are pretty expensive. I mean, they're major, major investments for a small business. Uh, some of them not so much. But uh, a lot of our listeners sell things that are very expensive, uh, homes. Uh, yeah. A lot of our listeners are real estate agents. And, and in real estate, there are many, many tools available uh, that can be used to stay in touch with prospective buyers or sellers. I know, Mike, you use a couple of tools uh, in your, we'll call it a sales funny because, a uh, sales funny, <laughs> that's a sales funny, <laughs> sales funnel because that's the common vernacular. Um, just for an example, what, what's, what's a tool that comes to mind that you use in staying in touch with your leads? Um, now, and I, and I have to say, I've got uh, a couple of different sales funnels that I deal with. Um, one, they could come from a referral, like you said. They could also come from uh, SEO, like we just mentioned previously. So Google sent them. They can come from social media. They can come from, um, you know, an ad. I could actually forcibly run ads uh, and direct people to a particular funnel. So given that, um, you, I, I'm going to say first you need to identify your sales funnel and who you're going after in this. And then kind of you've got to know your sales cycle. That's another word you should probably go and look up. And your sales cycle kind of refers to, you know, what happens when this lead comes in and what do they need to do? What are you, what are they expecting and that kind of thing? So I'm going to say one of my tools that I absolutely love, and this is, I'm going to go all the way back to the very end of it. People will come into any one of my sales funnels in a number of different ways and they're looking for information, which is great. They came into a blog post or what have you. I will respond to them if if they came in through, let's say, Facebook or something like that, and they said, you know, hey, Mike, I uh, was referred by, you know, John Smith, and he said you build websites. And I go, okay, and I'm going to turn around and uh, communicate with them in the same way that they communicated with me generally. So it could be Facebook Messenger, be Twitter, it could be anything. But as fast as that comes in, I turn around and I respond to them. Sometimes it's phone calls. I love phone calls. So I'm going to say, um, and this goes back to the Clinton Miller days, um, my number one tool is response. Mm-hmm. That's the tool. Bingo. I mean, I that's the tool. <laughs> if you don't respond, there's a, there's a big problem. Now, we're talking about inbound when we're talking about response. Uh, and I sell a tremendous number of landing pages, lead pages um, that automatically engage with the, with the user. But I can tell you right now, the thing that blows people away, in fact, I need to put it back on. I haven't had it online for a while. I have a, uh, a hot lead generating system that will text message you uh, when you've gotten a, a lead and it text messages you the phone number so you can literally just touch the phone number and call them. I have had people say, I'm still reading your page. How can you have called me so fast? <laughs> and if you think they're not interested right then, 
um, I had a real estate or a, a insurance agent some years ago that uh, did that, and he was so blown away that he wanted to know if he could go out and sell my landing pages for me. Why, of course you can. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I've got some commission for you too. So, uh, yeah, Mike, you, you really bottom lined it there. You went right straight to the punchline. And that's, I think, uh, where we ought to start anyway. You've got to be fast and accurate on your response. Yep. Um, phone call is I, I don't care who says anything. The data demonstrates over and over again that a phone call uh, is the best response to anything. It blows people away, first of all, because nobody picks up the phone anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. And second to that is a text message. Um, the email is, is the last way to respond. Uh, but those are for fast, quick sales. So, Mike, you mentioned sales cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I, when I do a large development, I'm talking about something that's going to have ten or 15,000 users um, and have daily content and, and personalized content and all those things, a job that's going to take a year to do, uh, that sales cycle sometimes is a year long itself. So yeah. Just getting them well, to to commit is is something that's somewhat of a challenge. And and that is like you said, a lot of our a lot of our listeners are real estate, um, but you don't have to be. Uh, a lot of what we talk about is you know applicable to anything. Um, and you know, in real estate, somebody's not going to come onto somebody's website or what have you, and find a home that they want, let's say they've got an IDX search or something like that, find a home that they want and say, I want to buy this home. You know, call me now. You're my agent. Go. <laughs> it doesn't really happen. And because there's there's a lot of things that go into, and, you know, we don't need to coach real estate agents as far as that goes. There's a lot of things that go into the the building of that relationship and all of all of that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, the the one thing that needs to happen is time. Um, you need it, like I said, doesn't happen overnight, and it's something that they've got to. That client, their potential client, needs to build a certain level of trust in you, um, of you, I should say, and that that just doesn't happen like boom instantly. They have to, you know. Sometimes it's reading posts, sometimes it's this and that. But along the way, uh, I remember there was a study that that said that the average buyer will contact 17 different agents or come in contact with 17 different agents before they decide on the agent that they ultimately buy the house with. And you want to be number 17. Well, actually, you want to be the first and only one and and change that that metric. And I think part of that is remaining top top of mind. And so I'm going to say my other really important tool is I need to incubate these people. And this mm-hmm. happens with web development, too. And it happens like what you were talking about. I need to incubate these people and coddle them and keep in contact with them and keep my name up at the top. And so when they are ready to pull the trigger, as you say, uh, oh, yeah, there's yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, absolutely. And part of that is, and my secret weapon is my newsletter. I get people to sign up for my newsletter. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a very important thing about being able to track who opened and who viewed, who clicked on, uh, how many times mm-hmm. they opened. I have a, I have a, a relative who has a very large email list and uh, is very active with it, uh, simply sending it out through Gmail. So the conversation came up not too long ago, and I said, well, how do you know who opened it? And he said, well, everyone opens my email. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, of course they do. Uh, how do you know that? Well, uh, because they respond to it. I said, everyone responds to every email you send. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, using the tools that are that are appropriate, we don't have near the time to go into it on this show. Uh, there are so many out there, constant contact, MailChimp. Uh, leader, leader, whatever the other one. I don't know. There's so many out there, I can't even name them all. But uh, uh, asking around in your circle. You know, if you're a plumber and someone needs their toilet unstopped, uh, the sales cycle goes like this. They fill out a form on your website, and you better be calling them with the anticipation of having someone at their house within 60 minutes. Someone buying a car could be just starting the process. So they went to your website and down and filled out the form for more information on that vehicle. Um, you know, what you do with that lead from there on out is important. My wife still gets phone calls about a year later from filling out a form on a local uh, dealership. And they call about once a month uh, asking mm-hmm. if she's satisfied with her current vehicle or if she was interested in looking at a, a new one. Uh, and then they drop her an email every once in a while. I said, well, why don't you just yeah. tell them that you're, you're finished with them? She said, well, they might have something that I'm interested in one day. She's still a warm lead 12 months later. Yeah. Well, and what is it, what, two and a half years for a car uh, is the typical, uh, I think, or something. I think I read that. And like I said, not in the industry, but two and a half years or so, people start looking for a new car. And it's, chances are very good when she starts looking for a new car, she's going to remember at least the name of the dealership, if not the name of the, the salesperson, because the salesperson may have changed by then. Yeah. So we could we could literally do about a week-long show just on that particular topic. Uh, but the important thing, and I think to sum it up, Mike started at the, at the top, and that is to respond, be personable in your response. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the stat, one of the stats that stood out, in the uh, article that uh, uh, kind of spurred me to this topic today was that if a sales outreach is made within one minute of an online lead submission, 60 seconds, the conversion, mm-hmm. ri- the conversion percentage rises by 391. Percent. Percent. I believe that because I know when I was uh, – uh, I have a lot of work right now, so I don't really need to have my online uh, uh, landing page generator on at the moment. But when that thing is on and somebody fills out that form and I call them generally within three to four minutes at the most, but sometimes within a matter of seconds, it blows them away. And they almost always buy. I'm going to say that it's at least 50% have bought. Uh, within the matter of, of minutes. First of all, it's it's an affordable product. Uh, it's something that they want, and they've already seen it demonstrated. So a lot of that sales cycle is taken care of in there. Uh, you just need to think about for your particular industry, for your particular service or product, 
what's going to work for you, what's going to work the best, and uh, how to make it work for you. Any last thoughts on that particular topic, Mike? Don't wait, uh, really. And you, you kind of the next line in that uh, in that article uh, says if you wait an hour later, the boost in conversions is a measly thirty six percent. Crazy, as opposed to three hundred ninety one percent. Crazy. That's a huge difference. So yeah, like Mike said, like Clint Miller said, respond. Just let them know you're alive. Uh oh. Big news. Well, it was big news to me anyway. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. I finally dumped Chrome. It is gone. Chrome the browser? Chrome the browser. And I well, love I Chrome. I've been waiting all show for this because <laughs> I don't know the answer. Baited breath. Well, it just happened a couple of weeks ago. Chrome had uh, taken on the habit of uh, finding reasons to stop. Um, it would slow to a crawl and then stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get the uh, not Chrome browser is not responding multiple times per day. And I tell you, when you're coding and you are uh, coding inside of WordPress instead of on your local machine. So you're, you're in the uh, edit function on Chrome and uh, you click on a link and uh, it stops. It's quite frustrating. Before Chrome, I was a huge Firefox fan and I kind of lost faith in Firefox back in the uh, late two thousands before 2010 uh, Chrome showed up and was doing very well. I did everything I could on Chrome. I removed plugins. I trimmed down uh, what I was blocking, so I was letting more in. It was almost as if Chrome was forcing me to uh, allow scripts and other third-party items to run inside of Chrome to keep it from locking up. Uh-huh. I don't like that. I'm not a fan nope. of that. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, Chrome's gone. I'm back on Firefox. I love it. It's faster than it used to be. It's uh, every bit as beautiful as Chrome, and I'm I'm happy. And that's my story. I I will I will tell you that I've had Chrome crash a couple of times the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, just lock up. It locked up on me yesterday, as a matter of fact. That's very difficult to have when you uh, depend on being online (laughs) as your primary source of business. So, yeah. 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 Hello, Firefox. And in case you've never used Firefox before, they've been around a lot longer than Chrome. And uh, you may have even used Firefox uh, Core and not known it. Uh, The most secure browser on the Internet is based on uh, Chrome or Firefox. And uh, Firefox itself has a lot of different uh, plugins and extensions available as well. So that's my campaign uh, for Firefox, not necessarily against Chrome, but uh, until Chrome can get the bugs worked out, it worked fine for many, many years. I was very satisfied with Chrome uh, for five or six years. And just uh, in the last six months, it's become a severe memory hog and uh, started having a lot of issues with it locking up, and I can't have that. 
just nope. can't do it. I think that about wraps it up for today. Uh, thank you for listening in and sticking through with us to the end. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Like I said, we're going to, like Mike said, we're going to have more guests this year. I'm, I'm on that right now, actually talking to somebody. And Mike knows uh, because I, I copy him on most guests. Sometimes that sales cycle takes as much as a month and you might yeah. have to reach out to six to eight people just to get one guest. And it's a lot of times it's just because they're very busy. Um, most people are very excited to be on the show. And some of those people say, well, I can't do it now, but I can do it in three months. And then it's my fault because the topic's no longer hot. <laughs> so we move on to something else. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts, Mr. Mueller. Uh, think about your, if you want to improve your leads, I'm going to say, um, it, your lead uh, conversion as far as that goes. And we're not talking about improving the leads as number of leads, but the lead conversion because you work so hard to get them. Yes. Spend some time, spend some energy, and figure out what makes them tick. Think in their terms so that you can modify your response because it's all about you and your response. That's what's going to make it different. Absolutely agreed. And don't let them decay in your inbox because that's exactly what will happen to them. I want to say a, a special thank you to Kevin McLeod. We use Kevin's music for the intro and the outro. Uh, Kevin is awesome. You can go over to Incompetech. Uh, you can find the link on our website, socialmediaedge.com. Uh, Kevin's got some great stuff, and it's uh, he's really good about licensing it to you for use or trading that off for a uh, for a thank you. So thank yeah. you, Kevin McLeod. I think it's time to say goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.